0: Hey there, my name is Mitch Hammond and you're listening to Made for Monday, a podcast dedicated to activating the church to live for Monday as much as we do Sunday. I'm so excited about today's conversation with the incredible Tess Ginnery, an all-round creative genius and simply just a great human. For many years, Tess was a sought-after designer and creator, but after a point where she decided to press pause and take a sabbatical to explore her inner artist, to express and ultimately to create Unbound, which led her to the making of a tangible art piece, the Apricot Memoirs, and then the Moonflower Monologues. She lives with her stuntman husband, Caleb, and their three spirited daughters. Get ready to have your heart enlarged, your spirit stirred, and your eyes filled again with vision for the future. Welcome, Tess Guinney. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: So good. Thanks for thanks for being with us on Made for Monday.
1: Thanks for having me. It's
0: uh, it's a real pleasure to have you here, and uh, you know you are right in the thick of uh, a, a brand new or a re-release of one of your books. I believe is that correct?
1: Yes. Yes. It's um, it's quite a, a full time, um, excitingly, uh, one of my titles. I'm um, with a publisher, so we're just getting ready for it to literally all go live as of April, um, it sort of starts rolling out, so, yeah, right in the midst of it. Very
0: exciting, very exciting. Now, obviously, a lot of people know who you are, what you do, uh, but for those who maybe are listening who don't know the full story of, of who you are, um, can you share a little bit about, you know, what your life looks like and what you do day to day?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so. My now, right now, I'm living in a cute little Art Deco town in the Northern Rivers of Australia. We've just been traveling overseas, been in Germany. Um, I have three daughters, uh, twins in the mix of that, Amazing. and uh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, and my husband is in the film industry, so we do a lot of travel with that. He's a stuntman, so he's quite wild. Amazing. It's probably it's probably um,
0: every yeah. guy's kind of secret dream. It's either, either be a spy or be oh, a stuntman, right? Is that...
1: Absolutely. I, he has way too much fun at work. I can um, imagine.
0: Can you tell us so, some of the movies okay. he's secretly worked on? Is that allowed?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I can tell you some of the ones that have already been released. Yep. Um, Something like, what has he done? Mad Max. He's done Pirates of the Caribbean. Amazing. Um, I'm trying to think of it. There's, there's so many.
0: Maze Runner, right? Um, he did Maze Runner? Is that...
1: Yeah, he's a Maze Runner. Yeah, he's done a few.
0: I have a secret, (laughs) secret crush on the whole franchise, Maze Runner. (laughs) You do. Yeah. Very cute. <laughs> I love it. Very cool. Hey, um, and, and so obviously you're an artist, you're a creator, you're a poet, you're an author. You're kind of an all-round creative genius, really. Um, mm. But, you know, I think uh, it's amazing because you probably, I mean, I know a little bit of, of your story and, and how you've kind of got to where you are today. But can you can we uh, go back to the beginning and, yes. and obviously the early days of, of just where you're still sort of navigating and figuring out. What life looks like, and you know what what you want your life to look like. Can you can you share some of the early defining moments that have kind of been catalyst, kind of tipping door and sliding door moments um, that have kind of set you up for where you are today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, looking back, when I look way back, I guess to childhood, even creativity has been something that's it's a really um, strong thread through throughout my life um starting like with the way I was raised like my mum was a creative a photographer and so it was a really um big part of my childhood all my siblings would say the same right um so yeah mum really nurtured that my and my dad too really nurtured that um and my stepdad all creatives um so that was like quite big so we all as kids and me personally were you know um given different doors to go through and so dance was one that I chose and That was actually a major, that's a major catalyst to so many parts of like what I find myself doing now, like movement and choreography and color and, you know, creating things out of nothing. And so I found myself later on in life um, after I graduated from school, um, pursuing dance, but more the choreography side of things. Sure. Um, So that, yeah, I loved, I absolutely loved doing that. Just making, making things with bodies, I guess, like getting, 40s to make movements and seeing that come to life um so yeah i I ran a dance school with a a friend for seven years and that was an amazing experience such a big learning experience was so young like navigating this business but the yeah the choreography obviously was just something i really found myself leaning into Mm. um and then found myself funny funnily enough um really enjoying making the newsletters for the dance school which was like graphic design, I guess. Um, but it was back then I was using, like, Microsoft Publisher or something, <laughs> um, trying to make something pretty. But I really, really enjoyed, like, fonts. And and then, funny enough, um, when I... Like, my last year of teaching, I, I actually fell in love with my now husband and just in that time, just wanted a bit of a creative change. And this amazing um, design school opened up across the road from the dance school. It was a Sydney-based... Um, school the the guy that opened it he's he was from germany so um i've actually just been in germany but they're just so good at design so Mm -hmm. now looking back i'm like wow it was such a miracle to have this like school just open up randomly yeah um so yeah i enrolled in that and studied that and just that's where i had like kind of a, a bit of a creative awakening because i never really did school very well i was always doing like the creative subjects, that just struggled, really struggled. Um, And then in design school, I just remember day one, the teacher was talking and everything he was saying, I was like, he's speaking my language. Like (laughs) everything he's saying makes sense. And I just felt like I wanted to stand up on my chair and be like, yes, I'm meant to be here. That's cool. Um, So that kind of was a catalyst for so many other things. But um, after that, such a long story, but um, did design for, I think it was like another six years, yep. um, and then went on a sabbatical. Um, felt led to do that, and yes. Yeah, so
0: just... Tell us, tell us about that moment. So obviously you've been designing for a number of years. You're kind of getting a bit of traction as a designer. Um, work sort of a bit more consistent, I imagine, and then and then you suddenly uh, press pause. What what yeah. can you can you? Take us through that decision making process. Was it kind of spontaneous? Was it planned out? Was it something you'd been thinking about doing for a while?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so the design stuff was I was really passionate about it. I'm quite a passionate person, so I'm all in. If I'm doing something, it's all in. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I was running the I sort of did the freelance stuff when I fell pregnant with peaches. Um Cause I wanted to be with her. My, that's my daughter who's seven now yeah. um, and delved into it was loving it. And then when she was, I think she was three or four, my husband got a, a job in Cape town right. and um, it was for a film. And so I was like, I'm coming, we're all going. And yeah. it was for about six months and I had the plan of getting over there. It was just me and Peachy at the time. Mm. Um, I didn't have the twins at that stage. And I was like, I'm going to get over there and I'm just going to work really hard. And my business was building traction at this point, And I was getting some clients that I just never have imagined getting yeah. and loving it. And I got there and I was working. I had a bit of help over there too. Um, I had a lady that would come and help me out around the house and stuff like that. She was beautiful. Um, and did some sort of tutoring stuff with Peaches. And so I just had time to, you know, delve. And it was really strange, but... It was – I didn't plan for it. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning and I just – I woke up in the middle of the night and just had this really strong sense that I had to give it all up. Wow. <laughs> like I didn't see it really coming at all. It was sure. just, um, you yeah, know, it really surprised me. But it was one of those things where I sensed it so strongly. It was 2 in the morning, but I thought, oh, it's just me having one of my silly ideas again. Sure. I'll I'll navigate that in the morning. And when I woke up in the morning, I felt exactly the same. I was like, this is I need to like look into this because this mm. is really strange. My work is really full and it's you know, it's going well. Why am I why am I sensing this? Yeah. Um so yeah, immediately I was working on some jobs at that time and so I I let the jobs know that I was working on that I was actually going to close up and go on a sabbatical. I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time, but yeah, I just Yeah, sure. I didn't know I was going on a sabbatical. I just thought I was just Taking listening a... to my intuition yeah. and still small voice and going with it. And so, yeah, I, everyone was really understanding, but like I had a lot of people like, why? Um, a lot of friends were just like, what, what are you doing? Um, yeah. Even my husband, Caleb, like I sat him down and talked to him about it. I just sort of feel like as I sort of sat in it a bit longer, I sort of got a sense that there was something in me that, needed to be birthed creatively and it wasn't going to be through design. Um, I loved design, but it was, I mean, if you know much about graphic design, it's you're designing off briefs for other people. So you're always creating something for someone else in their vision. But Mm. it was like, there was something, the artist in me was like, there's things to make. And you're not going to make them if you keep going here. And it was just a choice I, I had to make. And I, I chose to, to um, end my design pursuits, I guess. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think it's it's such a um you know such a leap of faith in many ways where you're really going into the unknown. Um, I guess I just want to follow up just just on this whole because I think it's such an interesting um, point that a lot of people might face, but uh, don't always know how to navigate. Uh, particularly, yes. and it's not even—I don't think—it's not even for creatives. I think sometimes there's people who are just working nonstop and never have really been able to take a break to, um, you know, allow space and margin for maybe some things in their life to to come to full fruition. Um, really? For for people who maybe don't have the opportunity to, um, you know move to Cape Town or, uh, you know, <laughs> if someone who's just kind of working in the city nine to five or full-time yes. mom, dad, whatever, um, What are there any principles in what you went through that you would uh, give to people in yeah. terms of just creating that space for maybe some of those things to be birthed? For sure. Um, yeah,
1: it's a really good question, actually, because it was very romantic <laughs> because i was in Cape town and right. you know it's the most inspiring place so you you know you're quite carried away by it all but on a very practical level like whatever industry someone might find themselves in or whatever their life looks like i think for me and that now i'm looking at you know as you get older not that i'm like super old and wise or anything like that <laughs> yeah but you can kind of look back and just see like a series of things and for me it, it's been improvisation like right improvisation is like it's literally like how it, it's how I live my life um I don't really have strong plans as such like I definitely have you know plans but a lot of the decisions I've made have, have been very improvised and and mostly off the back of an intuitive sense sure, that sure. this is not working or this is not right mm. or something in me is telling me that this is not what I should be doing. It's that conversation hmm. for me. It's a conversation with God, um, like a, com- a communion, I guess, where I converse in the big and the small, not just the big things, but even the small things like, you know, when you get that sense that something isn't right or something's not for you or something needs to change. Yeah. I take that. I take it seriously, I guess. I'm yeah. having a lot of fun, but I take those things seriously and I I listen to them with weight because they they tell us things those Mm. those moments tell us things and they it it guides us to you know and we and not always and are you going to listen to that like sometimes we can be stubborn and maybe we've had this inkling or this sense for a long time and just kept denying it denying it and denying it but that's that's also helpful too because Mm. then we get to that point of absolute frustration like say you're in a job that you don't you just know you're not supposed to be there but it's safe it pays the bills yeah um maybe on a very like practical level you need that job because you have a mortgage or Mm. all the all the things of life and the responsibilities but um then there gets that point where you go i i've denied this for too long i need to make a change yeah and and that's yeah it's just listening to that still small voice i guess it's probably yeah Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) I know that
0: it's amazing, and I I think you know, I think it's a feeling. So many people feel if they were honest, and if we were all honest with ourselves, I think there's been moments throughout all of our lives where we feel that frustration or that where there's like there's just things aren't just clicking. And uh, I think the, the courage to take that step when you don't know. Uh, how it's all going to work out or you don't have all the answers yet um, mm. is, yes. is so key. And I guess the, what I wanted to ask you, which you've alluded to already, but what role, because clearly in, in the work you produce, you have a strong faith and and a strong yeah. uh, personal relationship with God. And h- how I just want to know how that has played into your decision-making and, and how uh, key that is to you navigating this journey. For sure.
1: Um, yeah, I think for me, like with my relationship with God, it's, I see it as a lot, like life is one, like long conversation right. with him. Um, and it's, it's not just talking about, like I was saying before, the big things, but it's also the small things. And I kind of, <laughs> I, I really enjoy the journey and process of it because one thing I like in my journey there's been so many um different navigations of like who is God to me? Like right. that that's something that we all a journey we're all on. Um everyone has different ideas and different views. But for me personally, my my journey has been the mystery of God and who is what what's this voice that I've heard since I was three years old? Like I've right. had this really strong I can remember way back as to the age of three, having a conversation with the big open space, but who who was that person? Who right. were I talking to at the age of three? Mm. So that curiosity has it's really led me um, down a path because I I kept talking to this this being I mm. guess yeah you call it, yep. until you know later on life takes you where it takes you and then you put pieces together in this big beautiful puzzle called life and you you start to then recognize that this voice is God, yeah, and he wants to talk to me, and he wants to tell me things, and and I love it because I really believe that God speaks to everyone differently. He, yeah, he has a custom conversation mm. with everyone, and it's and I like the dialogue that I I have with God. I, he's funny with me and playful, and mm. also knows the fiber of my being. Like knows that I'm a romantic, so everything. It's, it's interesting when you start to see the pattern through your life of this conversation going on. And I'm like, Oh wow, that's so funny. Like you're talking to me right now in flowers. Like, right. Like for example, recently we went to Germany and we, we got placed in this little town and I just laughed when I got there because we had no idea where we were getting placed. Right. We just got told that Caleb had a job in a week, pack up your house and head over. So no idea where we were going. And we arrived, this little town called potsdam and it's a cobblestone street town with castles and flowers and my window looked out to the town and i opened the window and there's a little girl playing the violin and then there's people on bikes and there's a bakery and you can smell the bread and it's like literally something out of a movie um and i'm laughing because that is my language and i'm and at this point i'm like oh god is talking to me like this is i didn't i can't even make this stuff happen yeah um, and that's on a large scale, you know, that's very extravagant. But then there's the small details as well, people you meet or the right conversation you have at the right time or a word that just drops in your heart or mm-hmm. a scripture that just falls off a page um, at the right time or, you know, there's just I, I just find the whole mystery of it so beautiful. Yeah. And it really has um, seeped into the creative side of what I do and and I just want to share about that because it's, so beautiful. Yeah, no, it's incredible. So, you know, I want to write about it and I want to talk about it and um, and maybe even invite people to have their own conversation with God. Yeah. However, that might look.
0: Yeah, it's really cool, Tess. And I think um, you know, I think a lot of the terminology or the questions people have around around God is, you know, what is His purpose for my life and what. You know, yeah. sometimes sometimes referred to as you know the call of God, or yes. uh, you know, which is a call. It's a conversation. It's a beckoning. It's an invitation yes. into a certain life or a, onto a certain path. Um, how do you in terms of when you think about what you're doing and your work, your art, um, how how does that play with the notion of a call of God or the purpose of God for you? Do you see what you do as as kind of a divine call, or how, how, how does that work in your world?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. But I used to remember, like back in the early days when I was sort of just started going to church, um, like in my teens to early twenties, and there was always that word, the call. And I used to put such emphasis on that word, the call. and right. I actually put a lot of pressure on myself. I was like, oh, what's the call? And I was always looking for this call. And, hmm. um, and yeah, it was just there's a lot of emphasis on it. So that actually, in itself. Um, allow me to seek out and navigate what that actually mean and and it, in in my searching found out that the call is actually quite a simple thing for me it's just a conversation with god that's mm. it's that's it's so simple um because when we when we're conversing um, with him and communing with him that's he shows us he yeah. opens our heart to the things that we we need to be doing or want to be doing or um he directs us yeah, so it's really cool I love yeah I love that just the simplicity of that call being just a beautiful conversation with yeah. the creator of the universe you
0: know it's a call to a relationship ultimately
1: absolutely leaning into him um, so
0: yeah amazing hey just just as we before we have to wrap up I want to ask you know because there's, I'm sure there's a stack of people who have struggled with that um, that wrestle of you know like we're talking about whether it's figuring out space or um trying to hear you know what is you know what is god calling me into or what are the what's the next step or the next season look like for people struggling to find meaning in their world or in their work um what would be some like just simple advice of ways they can uh, maybe connect with god in in that conversation so that they can um find clarity or a bit more purpose
1: Absolutely. I think, um, just from my experience in life and, you know, those conversations, being playful with it, you know, Mm. um, just ask a question really like prayer is such a simple, um, it's simple. It's just like, you know, if you're with your mate, you chat. Um, so asking those simple questions like, God, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) You know, what are you doing? Um, and, I just, I truly believe if you ask a question, you're going to hear something and right. it's, you know, it's not going to be an, au- I mean, it could be an audible voice, but yep. um, however God wants to connect with you, however you're created and made, it'll, it'll show. And also too, like on a really simple note, it's just, what do you love? Like, what do you love? What do yep. you find yourself naturally doing? What, what makes you excited? Like, what do you, where are you when you're breathing lightly where are you when your eyes are like wide open what are you doing and what are those things and Mm. um yeah it might sound like an all a magic formula it's not there's no magic formula it's i guess it's just being awake to what's in your hands and what it is you feel a leaning towards
0: yeah that's awesome. It's so, so true. And I think just being authentic and honest with ourselves sometimes, sometimes we can put masks up, right, and we can uh, almost lie to ourselves about what we enjoy and because we think that's what we should enjoy or that's what we should. Totally. Uh, you know. But I think the on, more honest we can get and more real we can get, the the clearer um, even we can be with God as well, which is amazing. Absolutely. Hey, um, and it's even that sense. Oh, sorry. No, no, you yeah. go, 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 go.
1: As um, I say, even that sense of obligation, like you were saying to things, it's, um, you know, we do have obligations to things. So, it does make it hard to take those leaps of faith sometimes because mm. you, everything's going to fall yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Someone's making a leap, you've got to consider those things. But yeah. it, in making leaps, it often gets messy before it gets better. Yeah. And any leap that I've ever made, it hasn't actually been that smooth <laughs> in right. between. yeah. So, yeah.
0: That's yeah. no, really, really great advice. Um, hey, for people who, who want to, uh, you know, be a part of your journey, follow, or maybe get some of your art, your books, how can they do that?
1: Um, if you just head to um, all the books are there, and obviously social media, just um all the apricot memoirs, or um, at the moonflowers, moonflower monologue, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um, any of those.
0: Incredible. Well, thank you, Tess. Thanks so much for being with us. Some incredible wisdom there. And uh, I know a lot of people are going to feel blessed and stirred by, by that conversation. So thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Made for Monday. I hope this conversation has helped activate your faith and given you a greater understanding of how God can use you every day. I'd love to stay in touch and hear the stories of what God is doing in and through your life. So you can find me on Instagram by searching Mitch Hammond. Finally, I'd love you to subscribe so you don't miss any of the content and conversations to come. I'll see you next time.